0: Empire. Yeah, I
1: that. Deal back to Hachimura. Oh. Um.
0: First off, happy Thanksgiving, everybody.
1: It was more just shocking to hear from him and understanding that he gets the most Assist for me and the most spoon fed baskets ever.
0: You know the culture is actually damn good. To
1: sit up there and to say you don't have a culture problem in the nation's capital. Everything about the organization points to a culture issue. What he got too good in another guy's shoe. I'm a little pissed off about it, but I know how I am. I was kind of expecting it. It's disrespectful. It was like Eric Killmonger going for total domination. What's up is mine. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah.
0: This podcast is all over social media. So follow us on Twitter at Beltway Bro Pod, Instagram at Beltway underscore sports underscore bros underscore podcast. Also the Facebook group, just search Beltway Sports Bros Podcast. And you can also find us at BeltwaySportsBros.com. There's a podcast player right on the front page. If someone you know doesn't want to or know how to download a podcast app or even knows what a podcast is, just tell them to go to the website and hit play. Simple as that thank you for joining us today. We are the Beltway Sports Bros. I'm Matt Vazana and as always my brother Noel, actually since the first time since March 23rd, right?
1: Man, it feels like ages, man.
0: Oh, it's uh, <sighs> well, we're back.
1: Rejuvenated.
0: After, uh, speak for yourself there, brother. <laughs> God damn. I uh.
1: Spring break, got a little tan.
0: Yeah, yeah, great. Funny enough, we were both in Orlando. Yeah, you were staying with mom. I was staying somewhere else, in an undisclosed location. (laughs) Well, we were we were closer to Orlando, and I mean, Jesus Christ, bringing a ten year old and a four year old into a different Uh, location—that'll age you, my friend.
1: Yeah, no, I remember those days. You're packing the car; it feels like you're packing for a year, man. Yeah, you need like an (laughs) alpaca. To take this shit down to Orlando with you, but for us, you know, I'm at the point where I got older ones, and we just throw the shit in the car and uh, we headed out. It was great. It was great. But I'll tell you, Matt, staying at mom's, the villages. Mm-hmm. It was my first experience in the villages. If nobody's ever been to the villages, holy cow! We went to one of the concerts, and the old people are like dancing around.
0: Blue hair square.
1: Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, they had the tie dyes on. It was like Grateful Dead. Those people. And they had this conductor guy. I guess he's a regular there, and he has his little conductor stick, and I don't know. I thought he was a homeless guy, and he's over there with his little bag, and he is conducting, not involved with the band at all, and is conducting throughout the entire process. This nut job, yelling out parts of the song. I mean, Seriously? apparently, yeah, apparently everybody knows him. He's like the, he's, mayor, he, of, of the, yeah, <laughs> the mayor of the villages. the mayor of the villages. Uh well, if you yeah. don't know
0: what the villages are, it's a, what, 65 and older community? It's like that. It's Yeah, massive. 55 and over 55. something like that. I don't know. Yeah. It's like its own fucking world. I mean, it's the biggest place you could ever imagine for old people.
1: I mean, it's I've a- heard stories, but when you're in it, I mean, and those golf carts, you've never seen so many golf carts. And some of them are like decked out as Rolls Royces. And
0: yeah, I know. one guy
1: had a Bentley golf cart. It was awesome. <laughs> I mean, how much you spend on that thing? Like 10 G's on a fucking care. golf
0: cart? <laughs> He's
1: good. You know? Good for him. Good for him. Just none for the kids. None <laughs> to leave over in the will, I guess. He doesn't owe anything to anybody. you know. And then Disney. <sighs> I hadn't been to Magic Kingdom in a while. Nice. Mm-hmm. You know, Magic Kingdom's everybody knows Magic Kingdom. I mean, if you go to Disney, you got to go to Magic Kingdom. But I will tell you, we went to Animal Kingdom the second day. You told me about this ride. And I was like, yeah, OK, I'll wait to see it. That freaking avatar ride, that virtual reality avatar ride where you wear, ride like one of those dragons or whatever the hell they are. <laughs> it's Unbelievable. unreal. Believable. That was worth its admission I, right that, there. That I, ride.
0: I said that exact thing. I was like, yeah. can't really explain it unless you actually, you know, yeah. do it. But it's it's like all your senses are heightened. You know, it's yeah. it, you smell everything. You feel like you're in Pandora flying. It's outrageous.
1: It was. And, you know, you're straddling this thing and it's moving and you're going through Pandora and you're just immersed in it. It was insane. It was insane. And, you know, the funny part is, is, you know, you know, not to bore everybody, but if you haven't been on the ride, go on the ride. But, you know, they do that DNA bonding with the dragon to begin with. And mm. it was sitting at 65%. And we're like, what the hell, man? It took us like two hours to get on this damn thing and we're sitting on, straddled on this thing. And it's loading and loading. And I'm like, you've got this freaking ride better work. I don't give a damn what happens. All of a sudden, screaming from the next room over. I mean, blood curdling screaming from the room over. This little girl, I guess, I don't know. I didn't see her. It was dark in the room. I guess they had to stop the ride. Oh, because she was freaking out? Because she was complete. This was before the ride had even started, Matt. All we were doing was sitting on this stupid bicycle seat. And this girl's screaming her ass off. I mean, through it's like, walls. It's like an Eric. So, yeah. <laughs> on the Back to the a Future universe. ride, Eric. Oh, that was so great. Oh, man. Uh. So I guess they had to stop the ride and get her off. Now, I'm telling you one thing. If that was my kid and I was just sat in a two-hour line, I would have just pretended like the kid wasn't mine. Like, <laughs> Like, they'll be all right for 10 minutes outside the door. I'll be damned. <laughs> but it was worth the wait, I'll tell you. Great experience.
0: Well, I went to Universal because we've been to Disney far too many times, and you know, with COVID and everything, they, there was only Epcot and uh, Animal Kingdom available, which everybody wanted to go to Hollywood Studios.
1: Sure, Star Wars. That that yeah, that was our primary one.
0: Yeah, right. but I mean, I think that thing's been sold out for months at this point. But Since it came out. Yeah, yeah. but uh, Universal Island of Adventures. <laughs> cool. Yeah, it was. It was good. I mean, it was just. Some things were closed up, you know, because of COVID. But I mean, everything that that Evan and Andrew loved, like Jurassic World, was there. And yeah, Andrew, my four year old, if you don't know, he actually got on the Spider Man ride.
1: Did they have to stop the ride for him?
0: No, no, he he <laughs> held it together. I was actually proud of him. You uh, know, it was like you know, just Doctor Octopus and shit throwing yeah, shit yeah, at yeah. you and everything. He did fine on that. We went on the King Kong ride though.
1: This oh, kid he must have freaked the fuck out.
0: Man. This this was pretty cool though. This ride, like, so you're you're in a in a bus. So you drive into this 3D thing. So you're fully immersed like you're on Skull Island or whatever. Yeah. And so instead of like just looking at a screen, you're looking looking around in this bus. So Kong's like, you know, breaking like this T-Rex's necks and shit. It's yeah. like and then and you can hear him like and, and feel them getting thrown on top of the bus like and the shit. the
1: head is getting thrown on top of the bus. Yeah, and
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, and he's just like, and, you know, and, and breaking their That's necks. Awesome. And, but Andrew he was like ah! that. He, you know, he threw off the 3D glasses. After that, he was all right. He, I guess he kind of.
1: <laughs> he
0: was saw like, that safe.
1: <laughs> he saw the backstage parts of it. The bottom of it's a robot. <laughs> no, they, they were. This was all 3D. d yeah, I know. I know. You yeah. Know? I know. So it was yeah.
0: like when he took those off. I guess it got flat or whatever, and it was fine. The best part, though, and totally unexpected, was the Jurassic World part. Was that you know Blue from Jurassic World of the yeah. four Velociraptors. This fucking thing, Noel. So, this, you go up and, and, you know, you just walk up, like, kind of like Mickey. You're going to meet Mickey, except it's a velociraptor. And he's just like, squeak. You know, doing, yeah. yeah. So, you're in line, and then you can just see, like, the hands and the head. But the thing looks so goddamn real, like, like you're yeah. looking at it, like, from the movie.
1: So, what, you're taking pictures with the velociraptor?
0: Yeah, but this girl, this the the one who was running it was freaking hilarious. Yeah, stuff that would never be allowed at Disney, like dead sure. babies. She was saying like,
1: <laughs> "Oh man, they do it to humor themselves because yeah. it's such a monotonous job. They're there for eight hours, burning their asses off in those stupid suits. Yeah, so they'll just so like the safari people, they'll just start spouting stupid shit off, <laughs> just just to humor themselves. Yeah, and we had the
0: empty stroller and and she was like, "Was a baby in there? You know, because yeah. like it was just Andrew's thing because you know we got him in." for free you know a little over three there but it was uh, <laughs> we had to
1: bring a well he was close enough you, you can still do the free entry <laughs> if they're within a two-year span i was not paying 105 dollars. hell after- no anyway. hell no but one sporting event that we did do uh we went to a polo match now mm. you'd think it was Awesome. Were they old people? No, no, it was old. It was in the villages. They have their own polo grounds there. No, I'm saying and were, shit.
0: were the polo riders? No, or whatever. no, no, no.
1: No, there were teams. It was a real competition. <laughs> uh, okay. it, it, yeah, it wasn't like old cheerleaders that were in front <laughs> or anything like that. But we kind of dressed up. I put a nice polo on and stuff thinking it was kind of like Kentucky Derby like they have the mint juleps, you know, oh cuz it's God. an old sport. But I <laughs> so I put a polo on and stuff. They had like bloody marys and but I'll tell you man, it was a fun freaking sport to watch. Everybody should try that once. It's good. It was an experience.
0: Maybe we'll have a special show ne- uh dedicated yeah, to Yeah,
1: yeah. We'll we'll break down polo. What were the <laughs> what were the teams? What were their names? <laughs> They were, uh, oh gosh, I have <laughs> no idea. The purple team and the white team. <laughs> Obviously
0: not a true fan. Of,
1: no, um, no. So,
0: we didn't put money down on it or anything. Were you able to consume any sports or, or anything over with this break?
1: Watched the Golden State game, little behind on the Wiz. I, I can can say I didn't watch every single game, but I watched the Golden State game. Hell of an ending. I mean, I thought for sure that
0: game was over. Yeah, I actually woke Andrew up. I I brought my fire sticks with me, so I had YouTube TV, so I watched it live. Yeah. Jesus, he hit that four-point
1: play. Unbelievable. And I was like, and then Andrew. (laughs) Like when you woke up Natalie during the playoff game? Uh, We both did that, actually. Yeah, we both did that. Gil.
0: (laughs) The buzzer shot, but yeah, it was quite the game. Then they got the shit kicked out of him the next night, but you know, hey. What are you going to do?
1: Yeah, I mean, Phoenix trounced them, but that Golden State game was a fun game to watch, and it was really well-rounded. I mean, I think Beal only had like 20 points in it or something, but it was one of the f- most fun games to watch so far this season. Minus watching lumbering Oth Lopez do hook shots every two seconds and, giving, and feeding the ball down low like he's fucking Shaq. Um, <laughs> they had to triple team him in that game it's, it's it unbelievable he's second in the league in hook shots Matt second in the league what is he hitting like 85 percent from hook shots if he gets oh, it oh he's a disaster it's in the bag uh but yeah that was a fun game to watch you know and and seeing Ubre's smug face you know he still hates the whiz
0: he almost scored 30 points in that I game. I know though.
1: I know it was, I was a fun game to watch it was good yeah but also you know there was a pretty big event a tradition unlike any other
0: russellmania uh, <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> no oh yeah that one too i'm sure i'm sure you'll talk plenty about that one.
0: Uh, I've, i got a few things to say but
1: um but can we get to real sports for a second
0: mm. uh, okay. right. sure hitting a white ball and, and walking down a <laughs> Grassy Knoll, sure. I played a little of
1: that, too, in Florida. It was good. <laughs> Actually, my swing is there. My swing is there. It's not, it's not Matsuyama's swing. Nobody's is. But am amazed uh,
0: they, they let him in at uh, Augusta.
1: <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, right now, with the pandemic and everything, everybody's struggling. You know, yeah, So you've right. got to let, let more people in. <laughs> Even Augusta, with the billionaires that they have. But really good tournament. Matsuyama really, he stayed in the running. Justin Rose was in the lead for a bit. And then, but after Saturday, after that rain delay, I mean, he just killed it. So that was the majority of the sport that I watched. And it was him and Zalatoris, who's the young kid. Funny enough, he came in second. He's not even a full-time PGA guy yet. He's a rookie. He doesn't even have his full card. So yeah, he'll be on next year. But it was a fun tournament to watch, man. It was much better than the five months ago when... That course can be eaten alive if it's soft. And when they did it five months ago, when Dustin Johnson won, the thing was soft as hell. You could hit it from anywhere, and it was just dropping on the green. So this was more like the Masters. You know, hard greens have to place it. So it, it was it was good to watch. And, and our boy was there. Uh, you know who was there? Fitzy? Fitzy. Fitzmasters. <laughs> Fitzma- that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, he was there. And this guy... Or, ryan'll be ryan <laughs> he shows up there with a yeti cap on a yeti a yeti like the yeti cup i guess yeah had, the coolers yeah, and those shit. coolers yeah, yeah. and coffee cups and shit yeah he yeah. had a yeti cap on he had a freaking hawaiian shirt on pink and blue and i think mahomes was there too but he was a talk of the tournament as he should be yeah i mean he was just having fun out there he always does you know he's, he's just, uh you just don't gonna know be, what
0: you're going to get with him.
1: i'll tell you you know I've always liked the guy, like we talked about before. I don't really appreciate the move all that much because I think there's other avenues and other quarterbacks that they could have pushed for. Well, they did. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that it, it is going to be fun to have. If they're winning, it's going to be fun. If he's on the team, he can't really do all his antics. You know, it's like when Westbrook dresses up like a fucking idiot and the team sucks or Cam Newton, it just looks stupid. Yeah. So if Fitzpatrick is doing his antics and they're shitty, I'm gonna be like, "Look, well, just go inside, man." In fairness, Noel,
0: he's always been on shitty teams and always dressed like an idiot. Well, at least like the last like ten years. Yeah, you know? but I'm
1: talking about like the joking around and you know doing yeah. stuff and being like funny during press conferences and stuff like that. And I doubt he will, but it would be very, very awkward if he still does his little antics and this team's playing like shit or he throws five picks.
0: Well. That remains to be seen. But (laughs) speaking of things your partner could care less about, like the Masters, because that was me for that one. Let's talk about WrestleMania.
1: Oh, do they give a green jacket away at at, uh, WrestleMania?
0: Uh, No, just championships, Noel. Just the gold. Uh, Yeah, so WrestleMania was on Peacock for the first time. Brutal. (laughs) Just so you know, Peacock is the NBC Universal new streaming service they paid a shit ton of money to have the wwe network on it
1: unless i can pirate off of you i won't be watching it
0: well you you can I, i'll <laughs> be right. more than happy to thanks thanks so the reason i bring up the peacock thing is because i was driving home pretty much the same time you were okay so i set it up i was like all right if i leave it like 10 30 i'll be able to make it before eight o'clock yeah right well <laughs> that obviously didn't happen uh lots of traffic, bad weather, etc. I got home at about 1130 when the GPS originally said eight ish. The thing that sucks about Peacock, though, specifically, is that you can't pause it or rewind it or anything. What? Yes. I wanted to fucking murder somebody. Well, I didn't get home at 1130. I got home at about 1045. I had to wait for the thing to be over in order to watch it again.
1: Oh, the replay. Yeah. Was it that pressing? Really? Yeah, it was night one. So let me get this straight. So you drove like 11 hours. Roughly. Okay. Yeah. On top of that, you get home when it's still going on. Mm-hmm. And then you had to sit there for like another hour and a half. It, well, would you start watching this thing at like one o'clock in the morning?
0: Sort of. I, I had the Wizards really? game. I had the Wizards game at least recorded. So I watched that. And then you know it was actually a close game. Then they got the shit kicked out of them in, the, in the third quarter. Yeah. So I was like, I just kind of did a little fast forward. Fast forward. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I could actually fast forward on that. Yeah. The WWE Network, you know, it's scheduled around you whenever you wanted to. I, I would have never sure. even sweated it. But this stupid fucking Peacock has ruined my life. And so, <laughs> so I'm um, I was genuinely pissed. I was like, you know, I don't ask for much. Dealing with these kids all week. All I want to do is sit in my room and watch WrestleMania. And watch
1: another kid's show.
0: It's not a kid's show, but (laughs) regardless of that. So, yeah, that was... um, So, what happened
1: in it? Was it worth the 2 a.m. watch time?
0: Well, so it was split into two nights for the first time ever. (laughs) First time with fans there, which was... It was just cool to watch. Anyway, the show itself... Eh, you know, it was... uh. So all this buildup for an eh?
1: <laughs> it was underwhelming. Really? I mean, hey, everyone, I, I know you're surprised, but I have not seen a minute of it. So go well, ahead, Matt, give them the business.
0: In case you're wondering, uh, Bad Bunny and um, Damien Priest, <laughs> Beat the Miz and John Morrison. Bad Bunny, apparently, first time I've ever heard of Is him. Is that a guy he's or a girl? He's a guy, and he's a huge uh, recording artist, uh, Puerto Rican recording artist. He won a Grammy, actually. Oh! Oh, never not even a heard Latin of this Grammy,
1: man. but a real Grammy,
0: a real Grammy for no. <laughs> Latin music. Uh, that was cool, interesting. I was wrong about everything. I've never been wrong about every single thing that I've seen in WrestleMania. I don't know what the hell was going on, but they they wanted to be like different or something mm-hmm. this year, so it didn't make anybody happy. WrestleMania is the end of the year of the calendar year for WWE. Right? You send people home happy. You know, you the guys that have been working for whatever, the girls. You know, they build up of matches
1: went, that you've wanted to yeah. see all year. Yeah, you right. Know, and, the, and the result might be shocking, but you're still satisfied with the results. Yeah,
0: no, the results are never shocking. They're like, it's just what it's supposed to be. You know, you expect it. But that's what's cool about it is because, oh, okay. you know, that that person busted their ass to get to that point. I'm not talking like r- actually wrestling. I'm talking, you know, you. the backstage yeah. stuff and working their way up anyway. Honestly, the the best match was Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan, triple threat match. But Roman Reigns, inexplicably, won the match. Edge, 10 fucking years off, wins the Royal Rumble, comes in at number one, and just loses. That shit doesn't happen. And then they Did just he, who,
1: who was the one that was pinned?
0: They were both pinned at the same time. Roman Reigns destroyed everybody, and he stacked them. He up sandwiched and
1: he, <laughs> them. Oh my He's god! St- and it, it's like a base earthquake <laughs> that sits on two people. Oh I my was like, god, that's horrific. I guess because they didn't want Edge or uh, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, to lose face by no, getting pinned.
0: The, the funny thing was, it was just supposed to be Edge versus Roman Reigns, and then they were like, they inserted Daniel Bryan in because they didn't want Roman Reigns to get pinned. Because in a triple threat match, he was like, all right, we'll, we'll let you know the little guy get pinned so he doesn't lose his whatever, you know, Roman Reigns. But he just said, fuck it, and just destroy. I mean, it was a hell of a match, but then why insert Daniel Bryan in it? It should have been a one-on-one match.
1: Well, Matt, that's what makes sports unpredictable. <laughs> any given Sunday, Matt. Any think- given Sunday. Reigns, he had been working <laughs> for this moment. He was the little guy in the match, and he said no more. Those guys came in fat and lazy. So you know, he came in way. he came in and took advantage. Good for him. Speaking of wrestling, yes. people bet on anything. But do do they have bets on uh on matches like live betting? You know, Absolutely. this is gonna happen yeah. during this match. Yeah,
0: but you can't bet a ton of money on it because okay. it's but, but it's just like anything you can bet on anything yeah you know what's going to happen to halftime show the right, you know right. super bowl whatever yeah you can't like because they know they can change it at any time and somebody can get rich right like vince is like oh i'll make a yeah. change and, you know whatever yeah,
1: absolutely <laughs> yeah it's like what is he peter <laughs> you know? Ro- like the pete rose of the <laughs> wwe <laughs> well i'm glad
0: you got it in it was quite a sight though it's cool to see but i think they had i mean according to them like fifty-six thousand people over to the two nights so they didn't quite do the forty-five each night. They said plenty about of social distancing and
1: all that. Everybody needed to wear a mask.
0: Oh yes, oh yes, and all they,
1: the, all that stuff. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> what was funny though? It was at um at Raymond James Stadium, and I yeah. remember watching the Super Bowl, and I was like, huh. Remember that they had all those cardboard cutouts to try to fill it in? Yeah, and it looked like it was a full stadium. I swear to God, they took. Vince probably called up, like, one of the guys over there was like, you mind holding on to some of those cardboard cutouts?
1: just leave those there. We'll take care of it after WrestleMania. Don't (laughs) worry about it. And that's what they did. They were there. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So smart. There you go.
1: Well, good spring breaks, you know, good, good moments. So, yeah. Well, why don't we stop boring people and move on with some sports? How about that? Yeah actual sports uh,
0: i guess i'll tell everybody it was my birthday as well over the spring oh, break oh
1: shit yeah well come on it are it was last <laughs> week who cares at this point it's done
0: no and that's it's funny nobody ever cares about it because mom's birthday is two days later <laughs> typical uh, normal
1: uh it's almost having a, a sibling it, that has almost the same birthday except it's your mom
0: <laughs> Aunt sherry buys a cake which was very nice of her thank you aunt sherry if you're listening but you know It's a dual cake. (laughs) Matthew Uh,
1: and Rona. Matthew. uh, Oh, no. Really? That's awesome. I love it. I love it. Good job, Aunt Sherry. That's great.
0: (laughs) Hey, you know, two for one special. Share
1: birthdays with mom. That's so good. uh... Empire.
0: I'm Byron Kerr, your host for the Curly W podcast. Join me on the Curly W for the very latest on the Washington Nationals. We'll give you an inside look as to what's happening with the Nats right now and give you also a chance to visit with Nats players and coaches present and past to tell you what it's like and what they hope to accomplish with the Nationals. From Fredericksburg to Nats Park, West Palm Beach to Rochester, Wilmington to Harrisburg, it's all Nats baseball. Subscribe to Curly W. wherever you get your podcasts. Another great show from Empire
1: Media. Empire. Hello, it's Tyler Roman, former NFL scout and host of the Roman on the League podcast. Every week, I update my mock draft, that not only looks at the best players available, but the needs for all first-round teams. The draft board keeps changing with all the movement this year, so tune into my show, Roman Around the League. That's R O M A N Around the League podcast. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast, and check out all of the great shows from Empire Media. Empire. All right, so let's uh
0: let's talk about some sports. So starting off with the Washington Football Team. NFL draft is coming up fast, April 29th, impact you know, packed month here, uh, like mom's birthday is in April, for instance, <laughs> it's, and the NFL draft. Uh, so, yeah. of course, the uh, trade rumors are, are swirling. So former NFL GM Michael Lombardi said on his podcast, quote, I think Washington is going to be the next team to unload all their picks and try to get a QB. I think they love Lance. I don't think I know Washington loves Lance. So will they trade up to get Lance? That remains to be seen. End quote. Not that he said it's 100% going to happen, but it's going to take a shit ton of money or shit ton of picks. You'd have to go up like to the fourth where Atlanta is, and they're probably not going to draft anybody because they still have Matt Ryan. But I don't know to get this guy to get Trey Lance. I mean, I, he's had one year at North Dakota State.
1: He's played 14 games. I've looked at some of the highlights and stuff of the guy through the draft process and all that and and actually watched a North Dakota game. Did you? Yeah, during their playoffs where they actually lost in their tournament. No, he's a beast. He's fast. He can do everything. But geez, man, I mean, you're going to have to give up pretty much everything. I mean, they're talking about, for example... It's going to be like the RG3 deal, pretty much. It would have to be. They're talking about, like, through the analytics of it, they're talking about... Atlanta would get the 19th pick, the 51st pick, the 162nd pick, the first round pick in 2022, the second round pick in 2022, and the fourth round pick in 2022. Mm. That's basically the analytics. And obviously, Washington would get the fourth pick and the 187th pick. So that's basically where... like
0: The Jimmy Johnson draft chart thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, the Jimmy Johnson... Exactly. So that's basically kind of where they have it. Obviously, there's a give and take there, but... That's a lot, man. It's, that is a lot. Well, I
0: need mean, to move up to the fourth spot, it's going to be.
1: No, no, of course. Of course. I mean, what do you think? You think it's worth it? Uh,
0: no, I don't. I think you stand, Pat. I mean, I think, uh, unfortunately, the, the next year's draft isn't apparently great with quarterbacks, but they say that every year and then magically some guys pop up. You know, I mean, th- this is a right. pretty stacked draft for quarterbacks. But look, North Dakota State is like basically Alabama of Division Two football. You know what I mean? And right. I mean, they're dominant every single year, and for whatever reason, North Dakota State—I don't know what's what's good about that—but you can say the same thing about like the concerns of Justin Fields and, and Mac Jones in the same situation. He's a good quarterback within the confines of his team, but the guys that he's playing with are typically better than the, the other Division II players. Is is a Division II? I don't even know what the hell it's called. Anyway. You know what I mean? But yeah, one A or whatever the hell it is FB, FBS, FBC whatever the hell whatever
1: <laughs> whatever <laughs> I know about as much about that as I do where the hell North Dakota state <laughs> actually is But the
0: point is that they are they're a dominant team and my concern is the guy's played one year yeah he was freaking awesome during that one year but you can say the same thing about Dwayne Haskins you know played for Ohio state for one year 50 touchdowns seven interceptions whatever the hell it was and he had the best players around him and yeah. so to move up to that spot and give up that much for a relative unknown Yeah, he may be the next Mahomes or something, but I I just think that's too much of a risk, personally. And they do not have a good enough team. It's not like when Kansas City had their team stacked. I mean, they were absolutely stacked, and then they moved up to get Mahomes. That was the missing piece. They still have pieces that they need to fill. Right. So exactly. So, I, I personally think that they're not quite there yet to make that move to mortgage their future for one guy that could or could not work out.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, and everybody's talking about that he is still a project. Right. Um, and a lot of his pros and cons are eerily similar to what Dwayne Haskins had. Rifle arm, bad footwork, bad mechanics, quick trigger, long ball is amazing. Not good with touch. Now, the big difference between him and Haskins is this guy runs like potentially like a four-four.
0: Yeah, he almost ran for like a thousand yards last year, right? Or something? Exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's that's the enormous difference in it. But a lot of the quarterbacking and mechanics of it, he has serious accuracy problems. So are you going into the same mold as far as quarterback play, not running and saving yourself on a run? Are you running into the same problems that you had with Haskins? Now and, and for me, I'm in complete agreement with you, Matt, that I think the risk is too high and the price is way too high. I think when you're at the 19th pick, you can go left tackle, you can go your linebacker routes. There's going to be guys there because by the time you get down to 19, those quarterbacks are going to be gone and they're talking about potentially seven going. So that's basically half of the draft are going to be quarterbacks up to your point. Yeah. So there's gonna be some players. Hell yeah! So for me, I think that if you want to maybe move up a couple picks, so you don't have to wait and maybe go to seventeen to get the guy you really want or something like that, that's fine. To give up like you know your compensatory pick in the third or whatever the hell you want to do, that's fine. But to jump up that much and give away like the next two years, hell no, no, absolutely not. We've been there, done that, and an amazing stat that I've seen as well, Matt. First-round quarterbacks, only 50% become regular starters slash franchise quarterbacks for their teams. 50%. Well, it's, it's
0: because teams, they do whatever they can to get those quarterbacks, right? Guys that should probably be drafted, you know, if you're going to a, a normal draft chart based off of talent and, and ability and everything, they should probably be second, third rounders, you know, type of thing. But because of the, the position and the importance of it, Teams will give up whatever they have to do because they think, and it's true to an extent, I mean, you have to have a good quarterback to win consistently in the league. But sure, all these teams are constantly fighting to find that guy. And most of these quarterbacks don't belong in, in, in the position that they're drafted. And that's why you're going to have the amount that are cut. Have you seen the percentages after the first round? Yeah. Brutal. Oh I mean, it, it drops like a brutal. damn stone.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like a stone. No, you're absolutely right. And I mean, and also it's not as if Washington's the only team thinking about right. this. You got teams like Denver, New England, that some of them have more capital than Washington. Detroit does. could even draft one. Detroit could even potentially do it. I mean, if they're not completely sold on Goff, the way the trend is in this copycat league that it's going now after Rosen. People are like, hell with it. We'll draft three quarterbacks. We don't give it until we hit. Yeah. If it's 50%, you draft three. You're up to 75% right there that potentially you might have a franchise quarterback.
0: Yeah. What about we were off when this happened, when San Francisco moved up to the third pick, and it sounds like they're going to pick Mac Jones. Right. I don't know. That's another one. Alabama. Who the fuck knows? Like talk about mortgage. I don't I forget what they gave up, but it, it was a pretty penny. And yeah, is that team ready to win the Super Bowl? I don't know.
1: The thing is, you're kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place As San Francisco. They kind of remind me of like Washington, a lot better team than Washington was with when you had all those injuries. OK, we have a really good team and we just got decimated with injuries. So we think we can be really good if we can just stay on the damn field. So I think that's where their idea is. I think that they've got up to the third spot, and now the Garoppolo question comes into effect. What's going to happen with that situation? Um, Because obviously the writing's on the wall. Maybe they keep him for one more year. They're obviously going to go for their guy. They're going to go for Mac Jones. And then Garoppolo might stay for one more year while Jones sits on the bench. I don't know. But but they're definitely in a win now. Quarterbacks
0: drafted that high do not sit on the bench anymore. This isn't, you know, 1988. Garoppolo's out once he gets drafted. And they're trying to be like, oh, well, we're keeping him and this and that. Sure. They're saying all that so that they can they actually have somebody that will trade for him. Right, right. You know, he's done. But I mean, if you think about it, how many quarterbacks drafted in the first round don't start? It's like uh, Mahomes and no one else, really. I mean, even, even the shittiest first-round quarterbacks eventually start their first year.
1: Right. So, really, I mean, the only other one like you was Justin Herbert, and the only reason why he came in was because, I don't know, Tyrod Taylor got his lung punctured or whatever freak accident happened there. So he might have been on the bench for a few games, but the but it was, was going anyway, to happen anyway. That's
0: my point. Ever, Absolutely. Eventually, these guys yeah. start. And so you, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. going to pay Garoppolo $30 million this year to, to play three games.
1: Well, what would Rivera's intentions be? What, what would Rivera's intentions be if they took Lance? He would start Fitzpatrick or who? It would be
0: it would be what Fitzpatrick always does.
1: <laughs> oh, poor good old Fitzpatrick, and that's exactly what he's brought in to do. He is that guy. He's the stopgap guy. He's the Tyrod Taylor.
0: A much better version, but yes. Yeah. I, no,
1: no. But what I'm saying is they're brought in for some form of stability initially to see where this guy develops over the season. If the season goes well with them, all right, we'll keep Fitzpatrick in for a few more weeks. Uh, if it doesn't, if it starts to go south. The Dolphins disagree with your notion. The Dolphins <laughs> definitely disagreed with that. But, but yeah, I, I don't know what Rivera would do there. I, I don't know. He's riverboat and he does what he does. Well.
0: Personally, I think at the end of the day, they're gonna stay at nineteen, all this bullshit's noise. Yeah. And Fitzpatrick's gonna be there, they're gonna give it another shot next year. Shit, Fitzpatrick could be there another year. You know, just yeah. if, if they don't like any of the quarterbacks coming out of the college, then Why not? keep him another year. He's right. he's playing, statistically speaking, the best football of his of his career at 38 and these these guys play till they're 50 anyway so what the hell does it matter
1: so you agree you think that uh they're not moving
0: no no we're
1: actually i mean i don't know the spring break maybe brought us a little 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 agreeable vibe mm-hmm. here good, good our audience is going to get bored little, real quick with this shit a
0: little vitamin d you know <laughs> um anyway all right staying with the football team speaking of old riverboat like you mentioned he was on the rich eisen show monday i believe and the topic of analytics came up We'll talk to Riverboat about that. You know, it's not his thing. But apparently he's not much of a fan saying, quote, I've had situations where I've gone for it and the analytics and it didn't happen out. And I was told, hey, it's okay, You did what the analytics said. And to me, I struggle with that because if I did what the analytics said and it said nine times out of 10, you're going to complete it. There's that one time out of 10 you don't. So how do you know you're going to be that one time out of 10 where you don't? where it isn't successful. There is no guarantee. You can tell me all you want. Hey, it's 99%. That's good. But what if you're at that 1%? What about that one time it doesn't work? Nobody talks about that until it happens, end quote.
1: Yeah, nobody talks about that because 99% of the time it works. I just don't understand this guy. I don't. It may don't be
0: him. one of the dumbest things I've ever read. I've <laughs> ever read. I really like Rivera and all. I really do. But holy shit, come on, man. What if the 1% is the right choice out of 99? I mean, I know he's going hypotheticals and everything here, but what the fuck are you talking about?
1: I mean, sit at a poker table with me, my friend. <laughs> all day he's long. He's riverboat. You he will. Please. Fly by the seat of your pants at a poker table with me. Bring that shit to me, man. <laughs> what
0: the what the fuck is this guy talking about? I mean, I, it makes me think back to that horrendous two-point conversion call against the Giants. Again, he was trying to lose that game. I don't give a shit what anybody says, but... well. <laughs> <laughs> but with less than a 50% of a probability that you will make that two point conversion compared to what a field goal would be to tie that game when you have all the momentum in that game. And something that I also saw when I was looking at this, that Rivera's record in the last three years in one-score games is he's 8-18. Eight and 18. I know.
1: Yeah, that that Warren Sharp yeah. guy, do you see that yeah, tweet that yeah. he sent? Because he's like the analytics guru. Right. And he says, "Um, in response to what Rivera said, he says, I will never understand this logic. If data shows something is likely to happen 99 times out of 100, it's not guaranteed to happen. The time you try it, it's ninety nine percent is good. But what about that one time? Okay. But what about that ninety nine times? <laughs> well, and <laughs> I think he
0: was really nine out of ten. No, no. He, he, I yeah. don't, you know, he, he probably would go ninety nine to one. Who the hell knows this guy? It's just he goes by feel and gut or or whatever. And, and I
1: could completely understand if some if if he had gotten it right on the Giants' play, right. He says, look, everyone, see? I went against the analytics. I I go with my heart, and it worked. But you would have thought that after the fuck-up with that game, it might have said, okay, nerd, show me what you got. Let's open the books up a little bit. But it's like you show a flat earther that the world is round, and they're still like... Well, I'm walking and it's flat.
0: Can somebody show him that he's eight and eighteen in, in one score games The last three years, yeah. I mean, how about that? You know, f- fuck the two point conversion. I mean, maybe that'll drive the point home. I don't know. And that's not just because of analytics. That's because of just stupidity throughout games, and that that just kind of it kind of snowballs. Bad timeout yeah.
1: management, and that go- again, though, Matt. That goes to analytics. When is a good time to do A, B, or C? It gives you options because. He's a good coach. I'm not denying that. But he's an old school thinker. It's okay to incorporate some new things. It, it reminds me of like my job. Hmm. Okay, You would have thought that the pandemic would have made them realize that, okay, not everything needs to be brick and mortar jobs at this point, dinosaurs. Yeah, I'm right there with you. We can do jobs from home. I can do my job from Siberia. As long as I have a Wi-Fi connection.
0: And usually your, your Wi-Fi connection goes out at work.
1: Sucks at work. <laughs> That's the ironic thing. I got a better, I probably have a better Wi-Fi connection in fucking Mongolia than I do. Did you miss
0: two hours of work today because uh, the, the internet went out?
1: Yeah, I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm dreading work coming back from spring break. I hadn't been there in, an, in a week and a half. Everybody knows that vaca- that first day back from work at vacation that long drive, you're like, my God, I probably have 8,000 emails. It's like driving
0: to the gates of hell. You know? It is.
1: <laughs> it is. It's such a demoralizing drive. And I get there and I'm like, all right, got my cup of coffee. Let's let's beat the shit out of these emails. Let's roll. Nope. <laughs> Wi-Fi network down. For two hours, I'm sitting there. And I'm just staring at this computer thinking, what is on the other side of this? <laughs> what is going to come out at me that's going to destroy my debt? But going back to the old man thinking, nobody's saying it has to be an absolute. The point is you have to evolve. Yeah. And it's okay to have other options. And in a game, I mean, yes, he's been a coach for a long time and everything, but these plays happen so fast, these moments in time where you have to have an instant decision mm-hmm. and. That's how analytics also help it. It's not just, oh, strictly the numbers. It gives you a right away option. It gives you something on paper that says, shit, you don't have to think about it. And that's the problem.
0: Sean McVay, for instance, has a guy who tells him about the analytics right next to him. You know, and, and quick right. decisions like that's forward thinking. I would personally say that I, I don't know the analytics on this, so to speak, but I would say Rivera's <laughs> probably lost. Loses two games a year minimum based off of stupid decisions throughout his absolutely,
1: career. Absolutely. Absolutely. Time management, what type of plays should be run in certain scenarios. Yeah. There's such a, me- a multitude of different analytics. If he's not using analytics on a simple fucking two point conversion play, which is pretty damn black and white. Imagine the small little nuances during a game. And it all where analytics up. could help him that he has just shit on on a regular basis.
0: And, and it all adds up. And, and you know, when you watch it, it's, it's does. like, oh, that, that's gonna, that's gonna bite us in the that's ass. That's gonna later bite on. you in
1: the ass. Absolutely.
0: And it does, typically.
1: And it does. So. And, and the thing is, he probably doesn't even notice it in a game. And he's sitting there with Del Rio, another flat earther and, and all right. these other guys around him that, don't believe in that. These old school thinkers that you can't wedge your way in with this type of information. You just can't. There's nobody in the room that will say, hey, man, we need to take a look at this. And another analytic thing that I'm thinking about, and we have said analytic a lot, mm-hmm. um, is as far as the draft. We talked about the, the way it's set up with trading and everything else. How does that incorporate itself? He's got a dinosaur in herny. That guy probably can't even um, use a, a standard calculator. He's so damn old. Well, well, I did find out. <laughs> standard cal- I, I did find out though, that
0: Marty Herney actually doesn't want to be a GM, and that's why he took the job. All he does is evaluate talent now. So Martin Mayhew is actually he really, even though we thought it was just like title shit, he genuinely yeah. is the GM. Marty Hurley okay, wants nothing good. to do with being a GM ever again.
1: I'd rather have him as the general manager out of the two. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Not just in general, but out of the two. So I don't know. I don't know why Rivera seems to keep, continue to double down on this analytics is for geeks shit. Like we get it. You're a hard nosed monsters of the Midway, <laughs> you know, and, and we got it. You know, you just put your hand in the dirt. And you see you take the man on in front of you, and then that's it. And you see what happens. <laughs> no? I mean, there's other ways of doing things now. It's a different league. It's not 1985 Bears, man.
0: Maybe the old dinosaur has a few tricks up his sleeve going forward.
1: Maybe can throw down that, you know, hit something on the river. You know, you go against those guys that just don't know how to play fucking cards at all, and you're like, this why is this guy even in this hand? It's and over.
0: Then, and then they always And land. then they
1: <laughs> hit that final card, and you're like, it was like a that 1%. Yep. Well, I'm glad. Same. Keep playing that way, buddy. You're going to lose your shirt.
0: Well, that's going to do it for this episode. We're on all major podcast platforms. Please rate, review, and subscribe. If you like this show, please share it on social media. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, the Facebook group, and our website, BeltwaySportsBros.com. Thanks for listening, and we will see you Friday.